One thing that I think of when I think about how to look at relationships is how does one feel after an interaction? Most of the time, how do you feel after an interaction with your partner? Do you feel better, more energy? Do you feel a little anxious or a little depressed or a little fearful of judgment? All right, welcome back to another episode, the final episode in season two of Clarity Cafe. This is our safe space to take a little break of life and a sip of clarity. If you have seen that image, then you'll know what I'm talking about. And if not, it's like a little Clarity Cafe where we just have a cup of clarity, take a little break and get some perspective on life. I'm Callie and I'm here with my Clarity sister, Barb. Hey, Barb, how's it going today? Hey, Callie. Going amazing. Super excited that we're recording this last episode of season two. It's just been such a wonderful adventure and hearing from folks that have been listening and participating and doing some of the exercises. It just has been a highlight of of, uh, the year and a highlight of my life to be involved in this. I'm super grateful for you and for this opportunity and for all the folks that are participating. And thanks so much to you guys for being so supportive and and, uh, being willing to kind of go on this journey with us of of, uh, an inquiry and uh, how we can have a little more clarity and a little more fun. And for those of you who are just joining for the first time and are like, what are these ladies talking about? Check out Clarity Cafe podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Also on our website, claritycafepodcast.com, you will find free tools. Uh, We've got a community mapping exercise from one of our podcasts that we did this season. That's kind of fun. It's about your supportive circle, the people around you, and seeing, you know, where you might be supported in life and where there might be some gaps and just really gives you an opportunity to kind of see your support network. So that's a really fun free tool. And another free tool that we have is the mindset hacking course. So learning to get centered and get grounded, how to set healthy boundaries and how to, you know, really heal yourself and be present for yourself and the people around you. So go check that out if you haven't already. On our last episode, we had our guest, Will, from our sister podcast, A Little Bit of Chill, and we were talking about giving and receiving compliments, and it's always so fun to have him join a conversation because he's unpredictable and always quite amusing. So we want to give a big shout out and a thank you to Will for that. Today, in our final episode of season two, we're going to be talking about picking partners in life that raise us up, build us up. And rather than partners that, you know, tear us down or break us down. So a little bit of a hefty topic and we're going to dive right in. Barb, what does that mean to you when we talk about picking a partner that raises us up versus kind of knocking us down? What's that like? For me, and as I look around at the relationships in my life, and particularly my partner, and as I look around at other people's relationships, it really means that the person that you're with is someone who supports you along your journey at any point in your journey unconditionally and is able to be present for you even if you're not at the very best version of you. Uh, One of the things that I 
loved about this uh, television show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, was in the beginning, she was trying to be the perfect 50s housewife and wife. And so she would go to bed at night with full makeup on and her hair all fixed and everything and then wait till her husband fell asleep and then go in the bathroom, take all her makeup off, roll, put her hair up in cloth rollers and, and then go back to bed and then wake herself up early so she could do the opposite procedure in the morning so that when she woke up, she looked perfect like a woman in a magazine. And what that was illustrating was that she didn't feel that her partner, her husband in this case, could be supportive of her no matter how she looked, that she needed to look perfect. And I think part of our feeling supported is being seen as who we really are and authentically being able to be ourselves and always feel supported by our partner versus I need to pretend to be a certain way. Oh, I don't want my partner to think maybe I'm a little anxious or I'm a little crazy. I better hide some part of myself. So to me, one critical component of of a supportive partner is just having a fully open, authentic, vulnerable ability to have those conversations and be who you are. Yeah. Uh, relationships. And by the way, you know, whether that's you have a partner or partners, there's, you know, we have no, um, we're not talking about any one particular type of relationship. There are many different types of relationships out there. So this is just those that you end up finding yourself in close, intimate relationships with, in fact, it's anybody, right? It doesn't really matter if it's sexual relationship or it's a relationship of uh, of friends or family that are close to us. The truth is we want to surround ourselves with people who help us shine the light on who our authentic self is, even as it's a process of self-discovery and we may not necessarily know fully who we are and we're always discovering that, but really helps shine a light on that rather than, you know, maybe a critical light that tends to cut or shut us down. And, you know, for some of us, we may not have started, we may find ourselves in a toxic relationship and it may not have started that way. It could be that in the beginning it was great and the person was super complimentary or super, you know, supportive, but something changed. Now, maybe that's that the person was sort of playing along in the honeymoon phase and their real self came out or who knows how that happens. There's different ways, I guess we could say. So that'd be a lot to try to cover all the different ways toxic relationships can happen. But one thing that we can see as a commonality is that often it doesn't start toxic. Uh, And there may be warning signs, of course, but like it can tend to get worse over time so that that person can be critical and about one aspect of who we are. And then it just, there's another aspect that unfolds as time goes on and another, and it builds and it gets worse and worse and worse. And over time, sometimes we can, we can forget who we are. We can forget our light and our inner, you know, connection to those around us or, you know, we can get isolated. So For those of you who are listening, who may find yourself in a toxic relationship or, you know, multiple toxic relationships, it's a big conversation to unpack. And we're not going to unpack it in one podcast, but just take a deep breath and just acknowledge that you may be coming aware of the fact that you have found a relationship that's snowballed into a toxic one. One thing that I think of when I think about how to look at relationships is how does one feel after an interaction? 
So most of the time, how do you feel after an interaction with your partner? Do you feel better, more energy? Do you feel a little anxious or a little depressed or a little fearful of judgment? So kind of checking in with what is the emotional content of an interaction over time, an individual interaction, then an interaction over time can be a way to see when things start potentially to shift. As you were saying, you pass the honeymoon phase and then you can find yourself in in a less productive kind of relationship. So is it still productive for you? Is it Because theoretically, as you get to know a person better, your true self as becomes more expressed as you're going through your evolution and your partners will as well. So it should become richer and more fulfilling. Not that there's not going to be bumps in the road, obviously, because, you know, you always have to take out the trash, right? There's always stuff that's going to cause tension and, and stress in a relationship. Life happens. But being able to go through all those ups and downs, but still have that feeling of growing and being authentically expressed yourself and also feeling like what you're getting back is authenticity and and full expression of love and support. As you can hear, this is a big, big topic, right? And there's so many aspects to it. But I wanted to just take a moment to say that we're all in this life together and we're having different types of relationships and different points. Maybe you're just getting in a relationship, you're getting out of a relationship. But bringing awareness to the relationship and the types of relationships that you have manifested can be a game changer. So some of you might be like, wait, what? I'm manifesting? Well, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. And um, later this year, we'll be releasing a course on manifesting, which will be a really fun course. Cannot wait for that. But in the interim, manifesting is something we're doing, whether we're conscious of it or not. So we can create and attract different people to us, even if we're not aware that we're doing it. So when you think about that, if you think about the current relationships that you might be in or a past relationship or relationships that you've manifested, think about the quality of those relationships. Like, is there a theme that has continued to repeat itself. And maybe these relationships haven't all started out the same, but did they end up the same when they were over? Are you finding that even though they're different people, that the same patterns are being repeated? And by the way, the same pattern might be one pattern or it might be the opposite of that pattern, but that's still really the same pattern, right? Same coin, right? Just two different sides. So just kind of take a little, little thought, give a think to your relationships and what you've surrounded yourself in and say, hmm, maybe there's some themes there. And then for some of you, there may be themes that are really awesome. And there may be some themes that you're ready to not create again. And that is something that we dive into pretty deeply in our relationships course. Wait, what? Yeah, we just created and are releasing a relationships course. So let's talk about that, Barb, shall we? Yeah, the relationships course is awesome. I'll just give my first review of it as a person who might have a sneak peek into it. And I would love to hear, Kelly, what the process uh, of your teaching and your experiences that brought you to the point of being able to put together the relationships course. It's so masterfully. Well, you know, I've had a lot of different types of relationships. (laughs) (laughs) and. Most of them started out super fun. 
super fun. And for those that are no longer, you know, there's some heartbreak at the end of that. Over time, I realized that there was one common denominator and that was me. I'm the one that found myself attracted to certain types of people. I'm the one that no matter how different my partners were from each other, that I found myself becoming the same person, which toward the end of the relationship is disconnected, inauthentic. I have an off switch. And when that's off, I'm just kind of done. Yeah. Withholding, I feel like, is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. That feeling you're starting to withhold things. Mm -hmm. You no longer have that truly open. It's a totally different feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know the relationship's headed toward the door when when there's like, you know, just massive withholding. And, you know, and enough of that heartbreak, I was like, wait a minute, I am the common denominator. Damn, I am the same person. And so I had to start doing some deep work on myself. And over time, I was able to begin to understand where some subconscious programming in my mind was creating these scenarios for me to continue to replay over and over again. And really, I was trying to heal some stuff from my past and trying to replay and heal old events and wounds. And it was a hot freaking mess. And honestly, that's, you know, when I started actually really diving into meditation and philosophy and then eventually came up with mindset hacking. So I'm grateful for those tumultuous relationships because at the end of them, it really led me to the fact that I was a key player in that and I needed to take a look at what was going on in me and why it was creating these, you know, repeated heartbreaks. Yeah, that accountability of finding that, tracing that back to yourself is a is a big one to own and is always the beginning of the healing. Yeah, and with that, so fast forward a little bit, started doing some self-work on me and I like took this big hike one day and I was just like, okay, you know what? I give up on trying to find a single relationship that's just going to work out forever and ever. So, you know, I'm just going to find someone that makes me happy, that I make them happy, that we enjoy each other's company, that we build each other up. And I'm going to stop looking for someone who's super financially responsible like I am or like I'm not, depending on what it is, what topic it is. And, you know, but just instead of trying to check all the boxes that society said I should check uh, with a potential partner, I decided I wanted to find my own, um, my own happy and stop trying to like settle down or get married or play any of those societal games. And when I gave up, I truly robustly gave up and three hours, four hours later, I met the love of my life and I've been in that partnership for 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. So through that, there's been a lot of lessons learned. And of course, you know, I ended up opening up a school and training in meditation and mindset hacking. And um, over time, I've worked with thousands of people to find their happiness, to find their ultimate relationship. And again, we are not making any distinctions that this needs to be like a hetero relationship or a a monogamous relationship that, you know, clear at Clarity Cafe, we are open, affirming and loving of all things. So that is, that's not the conversation, but the conversation is for each individual person. What is your happy? And whatever that is, uh, defining that for oneself is key towards finding it. And that is what we do in the relationships course. We dive in, 
We help you start to inventory that hot mess, put it all on the table, look at it with love, and then take out what's not working and then pull in the things that are working and create new ways of manifesting relationships that are fulfilling and help you grow. I'd like to call out the point you made about looking to check all the check boxes from society and from our upbringings that we, and from current, you know, social media or whatever that we tend to bring into relationships, always kind of trying to manifest the perfect mate or the perfect partner. And a lot of that early, a lot of that programming can come from very early and is, you know, the most formative relationships of our lives are our parents uh, whatever that looks like to you, you may have more than two parents, you may only have one parent, but those, the parental relationships and the people that are in those positions in our lives tend to be the most formative because they're the first ones we're patterning after. And so one of the things I think is valuable is to look at patterns. When you look at the patterns in your relationships, how far back do those patterns go? And can you see that you're repeating those patterns potentially? I've watched people go through the same patterns where they've maybe switched gender with their parents. And now instead of the male role being the breadwinner and the female role, if you go back, you know, in time being, we're taking care of the family and there's still a bit of that, you know, we haven't quite shifted completely out of that, but now, you know, maybe in the next generation, the female is the breadwinner and the male is switched into taking care of the home. But if there was a codependency there that wasn't healthy, those patterns will repeat themselves. They'll just switch. So sometimes they can look different. And sometimes they also could just that feeling. If you've ever had that feeling of, wow, I feel the way I used to feel when I was five years old, when my mother was unhappy with me. That's a really great realization to have because now you realize you've just brought your five-year-old self and your relationship with your mother into this relationship. You've manifested that so that you can resolve that picture and you can resolve those experiences. And the more earlier you can recognize those, it may be that this is the perfect relationship for you if you just resolve that one thing. And those people might come into our lives to give us an opportunity to do that resolution. And then they may or may not be the lasting relationship, but there's something valuable to be taken from every relationship if we look at what we're learning or what we've learned from previous ones. Yeah, that kind of goes back to that conversation we had in season one about people being in our lives for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And if you haven't checked out that podcast, definitely do, because it can be helpful to just go, wow, that relationship came into my life for a reason. And the fact that I'm no longer in it is fine. Let me just take the lessons that I want to learn out of that and move forward, you know, or there's a season of life, like people who go to college or high school even might often have, you know, loves during those periods of time, the season of high school, the season of college. And then when that time passes, those relationships may not be applicable anymore. So there's different types of relationships and it's fun to be able to inventory that, to take a step back, get neutral to it, and observe the themes and look for some patterns and see if those are patterns you want to continue to create. Oh, I just got to say so much opportunity for growth. Most of our, you know, personal growth happens in in our relationships. So that's why I think the relationships course is going to be so awesome when we release it because I think there's going to be lots of opportunities for many people to benefit from that and uh, help go through those growth patterns. And it, you know, even something that you can do 
multiple times and have your partner potentially do it, you know, there's just going to be lots of goodness is going to come out of that. So I'm very excited about the Relationships course release. Me too. And if you're wondering where you can find it, you will be able to find it at claritycafepodcast.com. You will find lots of free tools there. You will find some free courses and the relationships course is being released there as well. So you'll be able to click in and join the community and join the conversation. We are really big on community and in our Clarity fam, we have some pretty solid guidelines or that create guardrails about how we are and how we are with each other and within our communities, being supportive, being kind, being thoughtful, being present. And so all of those things, when you join a course, all of those tenants are there and, and that's how we play with each other. That's how we support each other. And so if you join a course, one of our courses, you'll be able to join that community and begin to practice those basic ways of being in relationships with your Clarity fam. And for some of us, that may be the first time we've ever had a relationship that had that level of honor and respect. So practicing it online and within our communities and within our courses can be a great way to start to make that an automatic habit. And then you'll find that the more you practice relating to people in that way, the more relationships like that you will attract to yourself. So it's a virtuous cycle and it's a really a an amazing phenomena to watch. So if you haven't checked us out, absolutely go to claritycafepodcast.com. Check us out. Join our conversations on social at Clarity Cafe Podcast on Insta and Facebook. And we want to just thank you all for your support. And for those of you who've taken the time to give us reviews for our podcast, we thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world to us and it helps us grow and it helps us spread the word. So if you haven't taken a time and you've enjoying what you're hearing, please, by all means, take a moment and review us. We'd like to hear what you think. And if you like the podcast and you think it might be valuable to somebody in your life, share it. So that's it, fam. Season two is a wrap. Woohoo, it's been great. Such a privilege uh, and a pleasure to uh, be along on this journey with you, Kelly. Barb, I just, when we started, I had no idea this is where we're headed. I feel like we're a little bit on the best rocket ship ever. And <laughs> for all of our Clarity fam, that's like having you along with us and, and making this journey the adventure that it is. I, I'll never have words to express my gratitude to both you, Barb, and to our community. So uh, with that, let's wrap this puppy up. Take what works from any of our podcasts. When you're listening, take what works, leave what doesn't. And if you like something you heard, share it with the people around you that you care about. We will see you in season three. And until then, be well. Be well.